So, hello everybody, welcome to The Rock With You podcast. Today I have a special guest, a super special guest. Um, first of all, this this young man here, uh, young man, old man, this young I like man. How, I, like how, I was going to say that too, I'm like, I like how you say young man. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel better young. about myself, like I'm not old yet. Super fresh. <laughs> this young man I have with me, his name is Brandonian Syndrome. The young man Brandon Lane, um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm glad to have him here. This is our first interview, and I'm glad it, that it is one of my best friends uh, starting from fifth grade. Uh, we've been on a journey for a long time. Even our friendship has has grown and went in many different directions. But um, it's cool, so cool to have him here, and it's so cool to. Um, there I go again with the ums. It's so cool. This is going to be cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, it's a learning process. You're like, what? Four or five podcast episodes in? Like, it's all a learning process. Right, right, right. We're getting fresh. We're getting, we're getting fresh new stuff. So I'm glad to uh, have him. I'm going to be interviewing him here today for all of us to hear. It's going to be fun. You guys sit back, relax, enjoy. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. Hard uh, questions. He's going to make me cry on the podcast. Yeah. And I'm not I ready got- for it. We got some surprise questions for him. Uh, I, I see. I know Brandon, so I got some scoops. Mm. Nah, I ain't going to be dirty. We're going oh, no. to be very professional and cool here. <laughs> I didn't want the world to know I was a scumbag just yet. <laughs> no. Like, wait. Wait till the fifth interview. Wait I know, till... right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, I think I, I kind of wanted to talk. I know it's an interview, but... Let me just let me let let me take a little second to just talk about my boy Brandon. Um, one, we met in fifth grade, and even when we met, uh, I was not keen on to Brandon. I was like, this guy is interesting. He's interesting. Uh, ha- had a lot of energy, I, and I want to say uh, to me, that is crazy. Should I be? <laughs> yeah, we gonna be you wrong. Go for it. Um, oh, yeah, had a lot of. I want to say anger energy. Mm-hmm. Energy is not bad. Anger is not bad unless you are putting that anger on somebody, you know. Right. But, uh, and so when we first, when when he came into the classroom, I, I, you know, we didn't really click or anything like that. Plus I had, he was new to the class and I already had some friends, which were probably not friends. <laughs> Actually, they probably were not friends. Wow. Okay. Brandon was like the first actual <laughs> official friend. Mm-hmm that I had at this school. Um, I had a previous friend in the fourth grade and third grade, but he left. Um, but he was like the actual real friend that I had. Um, somehow we end up coming and get to know each other. And we both, you know, we both love drawing, you know? And so that was- Oh, quick question. Were, how long were you at uh, that school before I transferred? Were you I there? Started, I started in third grade. Okay, okay. So yeah, just like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend named Andrew. And he left in the fourth grade year. Uh, there was something he had, something was, uh, I don't know. He, he was gone. Let's just say he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon came in the fifth grade 
And it was cool because, yeah, he was actually the first actual friend that we enjoyed the same type of things because there wasn't really anybody that was like into games, into, you know, drawing and stories and all that kind of stuff. And Brandon uh, was somebody that was very much into that. Like that was very much about, probably even more than me. <laughs> you know, I just want to say in different ways, you know, uh, he yeah. loved comics and, and different things like that. Um, and so we began to, I don't know how we end up finding that about each other, but that's when our journey started together. And mm -hmm. just ever since then, you know, we've come close. Um, even in the eighth grade, I was like semi living with him, uh, which mm -hmm. was really dope, like super dope because I moved way far away, but I still wanted to go. I moved to Ontario, which is like 40 miles away from. Yeah, that's when you first started living in the Inland Empire. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would stay over his awesome mother, Mama Lane, would let me stay over at their place. Um, and she would feed us. Oh, man, I love the meals. And we, it was just so cool to, like, be at your friend's house, like, all day, all night, and then go much, yeah. to, to school, you know. And so, like, we just, like, super, super bonded mm -hmm. um, in this time. And, uh, yeah, but... Uh, that's just my little introduction. I don't want to take up too much time. Man, I feel like we're going to be talking for a yeah, cool minute. But, uh, Whatever. Puff me up. But, uh, Make me feel good about myself. Hmm. <laughs> Let these people know. I'm a so decent guy. We're going to be here. We're going to be real good. Okay, so B, uh, like, uh, tell us your background. Tell us about yourself, man. Um, I wouldn't know really where to start, but I think, uh, yeah, fifth grade's a good start. Like, I had, when I had transferred to that school, uh, I was... I think it was because the school that I was at previously, they, I think they had a fifth grade or something like that, or I think they went to eighth, but I remember that my mom was searching for different schools and she wanted me to, you know, interact with a larger crowd. She still wanted me to go to a parochial school, yeah, but be around more people. And, you know, I had friends there, like, Friends-ish, semi-ish friends, but, you know, you hit the nail right on the head. I had a lot of angry energy um, due to the home situation between my parents. Yeah. And, um, you know, I carried that with me. So when I first came there, like, when I first transferred to school, I felt like the quirky kid, like, odd man out. And yeah, you for were. the most part, I just, for a while, I don't know if you remember, but I felt like this way. I just kind of, like, stayed to myself. And yeah. I would just, like... Um, I was a little bit, I guess, eccentric for what we were or, you know, the kids, kind of kids we were back then. So I just stayed to myself, draw and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, besides you, um, the other person who, you know, reached out and was an actual friend to me was Josh. And, Josh, you know, he's yep. gone now, exactly. rest in peace. Yeah. But yeah, he, he, he reached out and made me feel, you know, he made me feel like a, you know, wanted, like, you know, people are actually there I can get along with and like, because, you know, some of those, uh, some of those friends that you had, um, <laughs> they uh, didn't really, you know what I'm going to just say, they kind of bullied me. Yes. Like, yeah. Like I got there and I don't know what I did. I don't know if I said something or maybe it was because I was a new kid. Maybe my haircut was funky, but not really because my parents made sure that at least my hair was fresh. Yeah, even though I didn't sure. care. But yeah, they, they bullied me and it kind of, it made me feel even more ostracized and isolated, you know, until Josh and you finally and reached out. And we gotta out. remember Steven too. Steven. 
That's right. Oh, I like um, almost forgot about him too. He would draw too, and like so, it was cool because I converted from the fake friends to being with you guys. You know, yeah. a funny story about Steven. I had compl- thank you for reminding me. My memory is absolute trash. Um, Steven had actually transferred from the same school that I came from right. as well. So I did kind. Of, I did know him, but for some reason, when we got to that school, it, there wasn't the same. Uh, kind of connection and I remember you know he started gelling with other people but it wasn't like he um, ostracized me or anything like that it was just you know sometimes when you're in a new environment sometimes you like just go in different directions it happens but yeah I forgot that he he transferred there with me around the same time like Steven Stevenson that's his name yeah yeah also too I'm gonna just do this right now because I realize okay I'm gonna be the moderator too Mm -hmm. so I'm going to be just injecting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like I figured, I, I figured you were going to like uh, do things like that and keep the conversation on track. So yeah, totally cool. Manage the time, manage these questions and the direction. I'm going to be trying to direct this, this thing. For sure. Uh, um, but to sum up, I mean, I don't know how much you wanted me to go into my history. Oh, just, I was going to ask like your location, where were you born? What city? Oh. What's the city, bro, that you be hellin' from, yo? Los Angeles, born and raised on the playground, was where I spent most of my days. Um, yeah, so I was born in LA. I lived in Inglewood, and I always claim Inglewood is my hometown, even yeah, though it's still yeah. like technically a part of Los Angeles. Yeah. But lived in Inglewood, went to Cal State Fullerton for college, lived out there, and then yeah. uh, ended up moving back to LA, where here I currently reside. So I've always mm-hmm. been a Los Angeles kid. Yeah, and I want to bring up something, too, about mm. you being in Inglewood. Uh, us, if you don't know, we are Black. Um, and mm-hmm. in that time, you know, loving comics, loving anime, loving that kind of stuff uh, with uh, kind of, I want to say, the contrast of what normal kids in that environment liked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, this is back in the here. 90s. Um, and especially Brandon, like me, I would be more hidden about what I liked. Uh, I feel like people like Brandon and especially our good friend, Mike, which I will have on, were more like open about what they liked. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and just kind of talk about like, like how, you know, and in short, like, how do you feel even, even just now, even just growing up with these type of things that we enjoy, which is not or was not the norm and how people would, you know, uh, treat you? Like, uh, how was all that? Um, so at the time I was just, I was just, these were the things that I liked. I was excited about him and I loved him. And I didn't know that, you know, until I got to a certain point or until I got to a certain point at that school that, you know, you could be picked on for liking video games and comics. I figured everybody liked video games and comics most of the kids that I were around, you know, they enjoy video games. And I didn't take into account that maybe some of them uh, enjoyed some of the uh, different kinds of games that I didn't play. Like a lot of them would play like NBA Jam or something like that. Right. And I was all about, you know, Power Rangers, the movie and Street Fighter and, you know, Battletoads and stuff like that. Like yeah. things that no one really, I don't know if they really touched it or not. But when I got to, uh, two quick things, when I got to, uh, when I transferred, you know, I was still, you know, proud about being, I guess, quote unquote, a comic book and video game nerd. Right. 
but that didn't go over well with some of these other people. Right. And I was kind of looked down as like, you know, the weird kid or like a nerd or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, over time that kind of slowly diminished me being so, you know, open about it because not everyone understood it because it wasn't the same thing that they liked. Right. And yeah, I mean, even then it was still nice to like meet friends who, for example, Josh, he didn't like the same things that I did on the yeah. same level, but you know, we were able able to still connect over, you know, different things. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't belittle me or make fun of me for, right. you know, liking comics and games. So, you know, that made me feel a little bit better. And then, you know, when I met you and Mike, I was wrapped like, yeah, Oh, was, I can talk know. about this stuff and be comfortable about it. Again? Exactly. <laughs> Done son. I don't need no other friends. I got these two. Over after that, there was no need for anything else. We were, oh my gosh. Yeah, and um, funny story. I think I think this is actually before I transferred. So this is around the time that Street Fighter Two had just come out. Yeah, and I didn't really play it, but I liked it, and I would hang out with other friends who played it. Yeah, and I remember I was living on my neighbor, like in my neighborhood at the time, and there were these two kids down the street. And I kid you not, I was just walking down the street. Like, I was just going to say hi or hello or something like that. And they literally, like, they didn't beat me up bad, but they beat me up because I was like Street Fighter. Like, I kid you not, they would just pin, they pinned me down and sat on my back, and I couldn't get up. And these were, like, older kids. I think I was, like, eight or something, and they were, like, 12. And they would just sit on my back, and they would, like, paintbrush my head, stuff like that. It's like, why? <laughs> this doesn't make sense. So, oh, man. yeah, it was just things like that. And I'm kind of glad that it didn't let me, it didn't really affect right. my, my love and affection for the things that I liked. I just thought, well, that's weird. That's messed up, but okay. Right, right. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm going to freaking shoot this to the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's talk about, like, let's say your career and I one one thing I wanted to ask because I don't want to. Everybody is doing so many different things, and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, whether that's oh I work here, I've worked there, I do my own business, whatever it is. So I want to put this question like this: like, what is one of the things that you've most enjoyed that you've done, whether that's working somewhere or whether that's working on a project? I don't I don't care or an illustration you did last night, whatever it is. But yeah, what's something that you've just enjoyed? Uh, something that you've done that you've really enjoyed and just, you know, yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. There, there, there are many things. Right. I, I feel like now that I'm thinking about it, I, at first I'm like, did I really enjoy any of the stuff that I did? And I think that's just because I'm, I'm right. kind of at this point where I'm like, you know, when I'm trying to, and I'll be honest about it, still trying to like, you know, really find my way in all this uncertainty, yeah. like, you know, is it worth it or anything? But there have been times where I, you know, hold on. I would, I'll say this. I wouldn't still be doing this if I didn't think the all-nighters weren't worth it. Like the all-nighters that I pulled or I've lost sleep and, you know, is it, was it worth it? Yeah. Like why else would I stay up 56 hours in a row to just try and finish some piece of art if I wasn't committed to it? But I think one, working Working in a studio, working for a studio w- was one of the highlights because yeah. um, for me, I felt like I got to be around like-minded people and my peers. And I got to be around 
not just peers, but peers who might be um, better than me, might be more experienced than me, and mm-hmm. I would be able to learn something from them. So working for a studio was is one of the good ones. And then I think when I was, there was a point where I was really trying to like revamp my art style and, mm-hmm. and build my portfolio. And there was just this rush of create like it was legit like an entire summer of creativity where I just it was one of the few times where I didn't worry about any external influences or what people might think I'm like this is cool I'm gonna do it it makes me feel good when I do it I think this is dope I think my work is dope and I'm getting better so let me just stick to it I'm getting better at this and um that was a couple of years ago and Ever since then, I, I've at first I kind of felt like I stagnated until, you know, someone mentioned to me, you know, sometimes outside perspective does help. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you I didn't think I had grown at all. But, you know, someone had told me, like, you know, based on, you know, my past works and what I'm doing now, I have grown like right. I have grown in, in you know, in skill set. And I think, yeah, like that, that helped boost my confidence a bit. So. Uh, to summarize, <laughs> uh, working in the studio and then what I call the summer of creativity, where I just put out everything I possibly could, yeah. didn't care whether it was good or bad. Yeah, I thought it was good, and that's, that's all crazy. that mattered. Freaking G! What studio? Can you let the people know what studio? Freaking! I worked for Titmouse, and on. I also freelanced for Warner Brothers Animation. Come on, y'all are some hitters right there. Some <laughs> super gold. You were at Titmouse at a really nice time. They were working on a lot of different projects. Oh, yeah. A lot of yeah. stuff that was on TV. Uh, yeah, just from what I remember, you were there in a, I don't know what they're doing right now, but you were in there in a oh. freaking nice little golden pocket. <laughs> like yeah, no, Titmouse is still doing, like, still doing off the chart stuff. They still, they obviously they've grown over the years so they've yeah. got a lot going on and you know i i really enjoyed my time there because you know I, not only did i have um some friends from college who ended up working there for a while but yeah i really like that everyone there was different in some kind of way like everybody had their own you know thing that made them like really unique mm-hmm. and it made me feel like oh i'm here like like not like I've arrived. This is my peak, but yeah. like I'm like I'm with like-minded people. I'm with my peoples. Right, like, right. I can be weird here, and it's totally cool because we all just like to draw dope stuff right. and make animations and stuff like that. So yeah, and then of course, just the the projects they were working on were off the charts dope. Right. Cool, man. Okay, I'm gonna move into like, so what are you working on right now? Now, this could be like art project could be like something else I'm gonna bring up later. But what are you working on? You working on anything in Hmm. specific or portfolio or working? You know, what would you want to share with the people? So as I told you, obviously, off, uh, off the podcast, I've been in a storyboard class recently. And you know, that ate up most of my time. So I had to put a lot of projects that I was uh, really interested in off on the back burner on the shelf. And now that that's over, I can actually get back to them because um, for anybody who might be interested in a career in animation or more specifically storyboarding, um, 
I can't always speak for other professionals, but on my end, even in class and even from my instructor's perspective, that will eat your time. It'll eat your soul and it'll eat your time. Like, yeah, because you're, you're doing so many drawings and you're essentially acting. If you're not a revisionist and you're just a straight out artist, you're essentially acting as the director. You're deciding right. how and where the story goes. Yeah. And there's a lot of thought and time and, you know, effort and drawings that go into that. So yeah. things that yeah. I was like, there are commissions that I need to finish and another project with another friend that I was supposed to be working on that, you know, we were supposed to really, really see about that come summer. So <laughs> I've, I've got to double crunch that. And I'm look, I'm looking forward to that. Like this is my first weekend since uh, the class ended and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like getting back or learning to get back to normal. So, um, I said, um, again, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. And of, of course I, I keep trying to get my own things off the ground and I, part of it, is, uh, for example, not applicable, a yeah. comic strip that I just decided to do. I was influenced by, you know, people that I'd seen on the internet who had their own web comics. And I felt that that was, um, a pretty good outlet for me to kind of get my creativity out there. Um, and I have, I started working on strips before the, before the class started. So I have like a backlog of not applicable strips that I just need to like tune up and then post. And, um, there's that. And then project art law, which I've been putting off forever because mostly I've just been getting in my own head. It's kind of that whole confidence thing, but, um, that's an that's something else and that's really it like there are a bunch of projects but i think right now there are just three that i'm going to focus on in succession yeah. and obviously one is getting the commissions done two will be um not applicable not applicable will be my my main focus and then three will be the other project i'm working on uh with my friend so Super, super dope. And I want to bring up something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this young man just started a streaming channel, his streaming channel. Uh, oh, my Twitch. God. Uh, yeah, this is, this is also important. <laughs> it is an important thing because, you know, again, and talk about starting things, things that you want to do and you enjoy, you know. And um, so uh, your boy streamed. I guess for the second time last night, I was. Able yeah, to- it was, it was, a. Um, I called it a soft launch. Like yeah. I just wanted to make sure it would work. Cause um, I had been selected, randomly selected to uh, participate in a uh, closed beta test of the new Guilty Gear game that'll be coming out. I think later this year called Guilty Gear Stride. Yeah. And Guilty Gear was one of those things, like those fighting games that I really loved and enjoyed you know, in my younger years, like when I was in high school and stuff like that. So I jumped on it and I thought a cool idea would be, well, since this is something that not everybody who's already streaming will get to play, like even, you know, fighting games and stuff like that. Right. It'd be a cool idea if I were able to stream that, like, yeah, you know, that, that would be fun. And then I just thought about it. Like I've always thought about streaming, but never really felt like <clears throat> in all honesty, I didn't think I was that entertaining of a person or that I could really carry a conversation long enough for streaming and stuff like that. But uh, with the soft launch last night, you know, you were there. It was okay. Like it It wasn't as 
it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Like, of course, you're just starting out, so they're growing pains. But, right. you know, all in all, it was pretty fun to do. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was really fun, uh, really entertaining. And, and uh, Brandon can talk. He can talk. So I don't think you have any problem. <laughs> well, thank you. That's all you got to stream, bro. So, um, but uh, yeah, I just thought it was so cool. It was entertaining. And and the thing is, uh, so I was working on my project while I was watching him, but it was, it was, it, it was cool to see my friend, uh, to be able to like be away from my friend, but still be, it was like we were in the same living room, kind of like when we were younger. Like, oh, say if he was yeah. playing Resident Evil when we were younger and, like, I'm sitting next to him, but I'm drawing or something. Yeah. And he's playing games and stuff. So we were entertaining each other or just, you know, so I'm talking back to him or typing whatever. So um, it was really cool. Um, and I I think it's great. I want to see him continue to stream, continue to do that. That could be another form of income another form of funness for him and a whole community like he was talking to me about like a whole community of people and and people getting to even know him and his art and his projects and his works and all mm-hmm. the kind of stuff um and he's enjoying himself he gets to be himself and i believe b when i call that's brandon that's brandonian b okay let's <laughs> get that through i believe that uh even from a young this guy like he, his brain the way like Brandon can simplify uh, certain things or, or uh, like the language that he uses uh, is very clear and understandable. And so I believe that he has an entire uh, group of people that will understand and hear him and enjoy him. So, yeah, uh, basically uh, keep streaming. <laughs> Thank you. That's, uh, that's one of the nicest things anyone's ever said about me. Thank you, sir. I'll cry it now. It's like, all right, turn off the mics, turn it off. I'm gonna go yell at my cat and cry now. I feel love. Oh, <laughs> but uh, it's just cool, you know. And you know, yeah, I, I just want to see it grow and just him keep having fun and, and mm. everything like that. And it's something, it's cool. It's entertaining for me to watch too uh, when I need something to watch. So yeah, um, it was the, yeah. the cool thing about that was it's kind of like this, and you know. Also, what you had mentioned, like one of your goals for the podcast was, was that, you know, you don't have to be watching what I'm doing every second of every you know hour in regards to streaming. Like you said, you were drawing and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, I'm, it's like I'm still there. It's kind of like a casual conversation. Like you're still killing time, you know, with your friend and hanging out and stuff like that. Exactly. And that's that's part of what I enjoy about it is that. You know, especially with what's going on in the world today with this whole coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. People want connections. People want to, like, reach mm-hmm. out to people and be able to, like, talk and enjoy and interact <laughs> and, and feel something. And I feel like with something like streaming, you're able to – it's not the same as being in front of somebody and having yeah. a conversation. But you can still kind of get that interaction, especially, like, you know, being able to, like, type your response in a chat or type a question <laughs> right. or something like that. Like, it's a – it's a conversation and and it's an interaction exactly exactly and uh yeah we need that we need that we need that love right now from each other exactly because i can't drive out and bother my friend in orange like not in orange county but the inland empire because of this whole social distancing thing i can't say hey Reg, let's go get hamburgers and chop it up you know why because it's messed up right now it hurts your boy it hurts your boy's feel Coming soon, burger time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Burgers. 
But uh, <laughs> let's go into this. Uh, let's. I'm going to ask you. I don't even know if I know. Actually, I do know some of this, but uh, nobody else does. Your inspirations, bro. Like who, what other artists, what other people, films, games, what have been some of the inspiring things that you love or that inspires the work you do? Well, first off, you know, right off the bat, Batman. Like, Oh, yeah, of course. I've, I've always been a fan of Batman. I think, of Jesus, ever since I was six. No, maybe four. I don't know. But I've, I've just been a lifelong fan of Batman. I just, yeah. I really enjoyed the old Adam West shows. And then, you know, as the animated series came along. Oh, yes. 1989, excuse me, a movie with Keaton and Nicholson. Mm-hmm. So pretty much Batman was a huge influence. It, it kind of, at the time, um, I wanted to, I think all kids wanted to be Batman. But yeah, it was just stuff like that. And then as I grew older, and I got more into art and I started watching anime. Um, I always, and everybody always has their like iconic animes that stand out, like the ones that really stand the test of time. And let me see what you know, say. They're super dope. But for me, when I first started out, it was, and this might surprise you, it was uh, movies like Armitage the Third and oh, yeah, Fatal no. Fury the Movie. Yeah. Like, it, it, believe it or not, even though I love Dragon Ball Z and I will probably one day get a Dragon Ball related tattoo somewhere on my body, it was not Dragon Ball Z in the beginning that right. like really, really um, grabbed my interest. Yeah, it was, same for me. Yeah, it was Armitage and Fatal Fury and right. even even Ghost in the Shell. I was just yeah. like, oh my yeah. God, what is this? <laughs> exactly, no. And um, so that, it was that on that anime front or you know, animation and stuff like that. And of course... You know, I loved all the cartoon afternoon cartoons growing up. Like, I will never forget, for me, Batman the Animated Series and Darkwing yes. Duck. Those, those are my top two. Such like, strong word. Mm-hmm. Period. And then um, I started getting, when I started getting into comics again, when I was like nine and 10, right around the time I transferred to uh, school, um, the artist that always stands out to me, and, you know, he, he, he stands out to me as my favorite artist, uh, was Michael Turner. And yeah. I first found his work on uh, Tomb Raider Witchblade crossover. Right, yeah. I and I really, I really enjoyed his style. I, I love it to this day. And yeah. for me, Michael Turner is still my favorite comic book artist. And then after that, of course, is, you know, Jim Lee and, and Take Your Pick. But for me, it was uh, Michael Turner that, that stood out. And I'm so grateful that I got to meet him uh, when we went to Comic-Con uh, before he passed away. God yeah. rest his soul. Like that, that Michael Turner, meeting Michael Turner is still one of those things that, that, that stands out from, and for me, it was just like really a high point, like a highlight of my life. It was like, I got to meet somebody I, I look up to and respect yeah. and is doing well in his respective industry. And he was just a personable, nice guy when I met him. Like it, it, it couldn't have been a better experience. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I mean, just getting back to the basics, like you and Michael are my, like my influences that are close to me in regards to this aspect, because, you know, you stick with it. Like you didn't let it get you down. I mean, you know, Mike's a successful, you know, artist and stuff like that. And you're, you're your own enterprising artist. So I always looked at that and was like, well, if they didn't give up, and they stuck with it and they got better and they can do it. Like Brandon, you ain't got no excuse. Get out of bed, like figure it out. 
Oh. Yeah, we're all a team. We're all yeah, family, all pre-game. it is why is why I always called you the standard because your to me your work ethic and your determination to like see this through no matter what. That's to me that was always the measuring stick by which I I compared myself and everybody else. Like if Red if Reg won't quit if Reg won't stop, like legit, what am I doing with my life? Like that's I have no excuse. Oh, that's that's nice. <laughs> I know neither of us know how to take compliments well. I know. I'm yeah, like, there it is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm just smiling. Oh, what do I say? How do I say? <laughs> oh my gosh! But uh, yeah, I was gonna bring up too, Ramos. Uh, what's your boy's name? Ooh, Humberto Ramos, dude. Yeah, Ramos. Yeah, like I remember when Crimson. when you got shoot. What was the comic? Crimson? Oh, Crimson. yeah. Crimson. Oh, my God. Like, like I that... love... Yeah. Ooh. The, oh, the cliffhanger days. Yeah. Those, those, uh, those are awesome. Like, um, so Crimson was a part of, like, it was short-lived, but they were awesome. Like, the cliffhanger series of comics. Like, Crimson, Battle Chasers, and Danger Girl. Yeah. Oh, my God. But Crimson was my jam. I, 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 I loved that comic more than anything else, and it's still probably if not what if my favorite comic series of all time right, i just right. loved umberto's art um the colors the inks it, it was just to me crimson was a revolutionary comic in the way that it looked like it felt right. it didn't just feel like you know i guess it, it it just didn't feel like a comic but it also felt like I'm looking at a friggin' movie, dude. Yeah. Like this is a movie and <laughs> comic book right. form, and it's great. It was super fresh. I remember you introducing me into that. Mo- most of all, that whole cliffhanger, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, actually, you introduced more of the Western comics to me, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, being at your house, seventh, eighth grade, and stuff like that. So, right. I and it was. I remember it was I, you that pretty much turned me on to manga like I was I've always been huge into western comics and then you know because you enjoyed anime and stuff like that and then mm. be, I think the reason you turned me on to because is because you turned me on to manga excuse me is because at times you would actually like buy manga that was in full-on Japanese and neither of us knew how to read it right. so all we could really focus on was were the pictures and the art and it looked so dope yeah and it wasn't just like, you know, manga from some, you know, obscure title that only like hardcore fans would know, but sometimes you would get your hands on like, I think you got your hands on like Dragon Ball manga or something that was on American TV and we right. just didn't see it in like actual comic form. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. this stuff exists? What? <laughs> and yeah, that, after I discovered that, I pretty much went on this manga buying binge from about right. 1999 to maybe, I want to say, 2000 and 2007. I would just buy manga religiously. Like, I translated oh. stuff. I, I, I wasn't as adventurous as you and would get like actual untranslated, like straight <laughs> from Japan manga. Like I needed to read the stuff. I, need, I needed to know what the story was. Know what's happening. <laughs> it's hilarious but yeah man like that's <laughs> so cool how how we both introduce each other to different things and, and right. like, how that 
has taken the inspirations and everything like that around. Uh, cool. Yeah, I had something. I have like a couple other questions too. Uh, one, actually, I'm gonna ask that to you last. Let's say, uh, okay, let's go here. What's something you, something you really don't like? Something you like? I would say hate, but something you just really. We're gonna just we're we're gonna U-turn right here. What's something you really don't like? Could be anything. I don't care. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's see. Uh, be food. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't even. It's not like I'm trying to find a, a stock sugar-coated answer. It's just like, wow. I think for me, I, I try not to think about the things I don't like because then it's right. just it's True. like it's such a huge distraction. Yeah, but. Um, for me, all right, I'm gonna get real for a minute. Um, one thing I know I don't like, um, and this pretty much just has to do with, uh, I guess the, my, my, uh, family situation growing up, I hate drugs and I hate drug dealers. That's one thing I, I, I can't, awesome. I can't stand it. And I think, <laughs> I, I always say I blame you because you made me promise like the day before we started high school. I remember, I will never forget it. I don't even you, remember we this. We called each other and you made me promise to never do any kind of drug, which also included marijuana. And I'm just, I'm not even thinking twice about it. I'm just going along and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I promise. And if nothing else, for me, that's like, I could be the worst scumbag ever, but at the very least, out of every other promise I've ever broken in my natural life, that is the one that I have not. And I kind of like kick myself every now and then because, you know, I have, you know, as I grew up, I had other friends and other friends who, you know, dabbled in um, what we like to call Satan's lettuce or the wacky (laughs) tobacco. And I was like, hey, Brandon, you want to try this? I'm like, I'm kind of curious. But I promised my friend a couple of years ago that I'd never do this. Ten years ago. So I'm going to stick to that, even though I kind of want to. And at this point, now I'm like, if I haven't broken that promise yet, like, no, I ain't got time. I'm I'm (laughs) over it. I had my chance in college and I'm just like, nah. So um, I hate drugs and I hate drug dealers simply because... um, you know, that, uh, it not only messed up my dad, it messed up my parents' marriage. Yeah. It was a huge part of what it did. So I didn't realize for a while, like you said, I had a lot of angry energy and a lot of that angry energy was simply, uh, was due to the, uh, situation between my parents. And it also led to this, I won't call it irrational, but this deep hatred of drugs and drug dealers. Like I don't hate people who smoke marijuana. Like, no, no, right. but you know, people who deal like cocaine and crack and stuff like that, and you know that actual drug, I can't like yeah. no, I can't stand it. There's some part of my brain that's just like you know what, no, it, it, it hits too close to home. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, n- no, nah. like if I if I see that or I know for a fact that if I knew somebody who did that, I would lose respect for them. Like I might not. I probably would cut them off, but at the very least, I at that point, like I want nothing to do with you. Like, 
if I had nothing, really nothing to do with you before, now it's just like, <laughs> you're dead to me. And yeah, it, it's just one of those things. And then, you know, <clears throat> I think for me, another thing is um, because I believe everybody has one value that defines them. Like everybody has a, has a set of things that, you know, make them a person, but everybody has that one value that they live or die by. And for me, it's loyalty. Mm, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. And for me, like for me, it's always been loyalty because I always see life as I've had my ups and downs and I've made my mistakes. And you know, people like you and Mike will still be my friends and put me in check regardless. So there's no way I could be a scumbag and turn my back on that or, or truly be selfish and turn my back on that when you guys have like, you know, gone to bat and stuck your necks out for me. So yeah. when I hear about people who, you know, and I think you know who I'm talking about, when you have near two decades plus of like friendship and, you know, you consider each other like a brother right. or something like that. And then you, you pull some truly scumbag garbage that, you know, and at first it's petty, but then you, you can't be enough of a person to try and reconcile this friendship because you hold the other person at fault knowing full well that, you know, you're in the wrong yeah. and you would just simply let a friendship dissolve. Like that will never sit well with me. Like to right. me, you have no concept of honor or loyalty and yeah, please, please beat yourself up. <laughs> so please get out of here. Yeah, I wanted to bring up something too because I think that's somewhere uh, the whole drug thing. That's something that me and you both, both of our fathers, um, what happened with uh, my mother, my father, my mm -hmm. also too, my father was uh, got into drugs and like not like drugs, heavy drug guys, mm -hmm. stuff that you don't want to be around, you don't want your kids around. Um, and my mom was like, yeah, no, cut that. Like, she's like, cut it off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, cut it, like, cut it off, like divorce. Like, no, you're gone. You know, and this happened, this happened when I was like, you know, super, like, I was like zero or two or whatever, Not two, <laughs> yeah. like zero, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, still, yeah. um, you know, when I, of course you grow up, okay, we're not going to do, don't do drugs, you know, dare, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know what I'm saying? But like again it has a heavier emphasis like on me and you because it like broke a family like you know mm -hmm. what i mean it you know that union uh of a you know mother and father and like just how important that is like and how this one thing this one addiction and, and drug and this you know uh broke a lot of that again and then too you know i mean for me it goes a lot deeper too as well as like the decision Mm -hmm. uh, of like, why would my father, you know, choose this thing over, over his us? family, you know, yep. that kind of thing. Like that doesn't make sense to me, you know, like mm -hmm. I don't get it, you know, and a lot for, oh my gosh, like it's crazy. Cause it's like so deep, this question that I keep asking myself because my dad was like my hero, you know? Yep. And then as you start to grow and find out the truth, you're like, wait, what the hell? Like you're my hero, but at the same time, you're like the opposite of what I would want to become. Like, what is this? What's going on? Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, but 
dang, let me not try to open up too many cans here. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, and, and uh, you know, even when we talk about the futures that we want, the families we want, the family we want, not families, we ain't trying to have no eight women or not. The we family know, Papa, we Papa ain't no rolling stone around here, no. <laughs> It's a real family, unless it's like a global community family, but how we want to raise our families, how we want to be great men in our family. Um, Mm. And it comes down to the doors that we will close, the doors that we'll open and doors to close. So we, we completely like for me, drugs, like I can't, I can't even, even ponder that. I already Mm -hmm. seen that break of family. Like I've lived that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, and that's just so crazy that I asked you that or I told you to don't do drugs when you go to high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so- I, I remember like I remember when you when you asked me, I'm like, why out of all the things that's that we so could talk nice. about what he made? Like, I'm thinking, does he think that I'm going to like do drugs? Does he think like I'm going to be some kind of like dumbass slacker or something? That's like, funny. I guess. All right. No, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I wasn't really planning on it, but all right, homie. <laughs> it's hilarious to me oh my god such a uh, I, I love you man as a young child like i i know what i know what we need we need mm-hmm. this <laughs> okay i got something i gotta okay this is a deep question because i saw this and i was like yo i'm asking this i don't even you might this might make you think because hmm. i'm not even sure how i answer this but uh, what does vulnerability mean to you? Ooh, okay. Ouch. Yeah, like, um, we're doing that's it right what vulnerability now. means. Like, <laughs> ow, now I got to like, like, ugh. Um, actually, that's not that hard to answer because I've, I've had to deal with taking a really huge look at myself mm, for yeah. nearly the past year. And I say that because there was... I won't really go into the specifics, but there was a moment that had broken me down and forced me to take a really hard look at myself and assess that, you know, if I'm being honest, I it just, I'm just not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Like the things that I have wanted to accomplish by perhaps this age have not happened yet. And I have to be honest and say, did I do that to myself? Was it outside circumstances? And if it weren't, wasn't outside circumstances, what flaws of mine contributed to my limited or altogether not lack of, or how can I say this? What contributed to my lack of progress if I made any progress in my life? And having having to look at that, it was just like, Uh, I feel like that ended up like that, that ended up being a lot of sleepless nights. Um, I don't want to say because, you know, I never got diagnosed. I, I, maybe that led to a little bit of depression and I have to like, I, I always say that, like, am I just depressed? Like they just give up on myself and not realize it or is it this or is it A or is it B or is it C? Like right. having to really do that and take a look at like makes me question everything about myself. And 
you know, we, you've had these conversations where it's like, I, I told you where I've come from, like, well, maybe all my life choices were wrong. Like maybe, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I maybe like legit, maybe I was never really meant to be an artist. Right. Like, should I pursue something else? Like, was I meant to do something else and, you know, be successful in that? Yeah. And, you know, I, I still struggle with those questions, but I also, it, it also forced me to really assess what goals I, I, I want to achieve. And I'm still figuring out like those questions out, but I have a, it's forced me to have a clear sense of what I want to do and where I want to go and the things that I want to achieve. And I still question those things from time to time. Like, and I think I still question those things because I guess in this world of, in this day and age, not pandemic aside of, you know, make quickness. And if you haven't done it by this age, like you failed or you're old right. or something like that. And it's like, well, if I haven't done it now, will I ever do it? Should I keep pursuing it? Like, should I do it or just move on and like completely give up? Because there are people who said they wanted to do something else realize they didn't or you know gave up on this and pursue something else and ended up being happier you know mm -hmm. got the things that they wanted and does that apply to me it's like right. you know i look at some of the risks that my friends took um in pursuing the things that they want to do and realizing that they need to change you know i applaud them mm -hmm. for doing that and figuring it out early and i kick myself at times because i feel like I wish I had gotten it when they did, but right, right. being honest with myself, I think I was just so, I was quote unquote comfortable and just a bit too in myself to realize like, you know, Brandon, like this isn't it. This isn't really what you want. This isn't where you want to be. This is just a false sense of comfort, which is why, I'm trying, I've tried so many things under the sun in the last year to change my situation and make myself as uncomfortable as possible. And some of them have been like legit huge mistakes that nearly cost me more than I'm, I'm, I'm willing to admit on air. Um, but I think I needed that. I, I think I needed that to not just expose myself to myself, but further cement what it is that I want to do and who the hell I want to be. Yeah. So I know that that's kind of a long winded question, oh, but no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I sit here and I'm like, how can I do this? How can I do that? How can I, you know, move on so I can, for example, find a better place to live. And ultimately like, do I really want to be here in you know, Los Angeles and something like that. Like, should I just go somewhere else and, and start over? How the hell would I go somewhere else and start over? I got car payments, insurance, and other things I need to pay. I can't up and leave California yet. <laughs> so to me, that's, that's what vulnerability is. And there's, ooh, good Lord. There's still so much that I have to deal with. Like, I, I know you, you get this, you get this part of me where it's like, I can't, I'm still at a point where I can't 
relax and not feel guilty about it. Mm, like, right, right, right. With like, even, you know, with getting with, <laughs> for example, with Final Fantasy seven remake coming out, huge, one of the hugest influences on my life as a kid. Yeah. I love yeah. Final Fantasy. It, 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 <clears throat> it inspired so much. Yeah. I love this game. I, so far what I've played, I love this game. Yeah. I sit down and I play it for like an hour or two hours and I'm like, man, I could be doing something else with my life, something Same. else with my time. Like, and it's like, I've wasted so much time like watching TV and playing video games. And I think, man, I think part of that is, is that, and I hate, I hate kind of exposing this because it feels like I'm dumping on this person, but I, I'm really not. It's just the truth is that I don't want to sit around and spend my life like watching TV all right. the time, like like my dad in his retirement. Like, mm-hmm. um, I have spent years, literal years, trying to help push my dad to try and be, you know, better than what he, he thinks he is at times. And I realized that that was, that's also another part of vulnerability is that I, am, I spent so much time that I didn't put enough time into myself at times. So I don't, every time I sit here and I like watch TV or I play a video game and like, I'm afraid I'll be stuck there for eight hours. And I know that's not possible. I know that's not really going to happen, but it's always just fear in the back of my mind. So I'm like, okay, get myself up after like an hour or two hours. I'm like, okay, good. Well, before things shut down, go to the gym, go to the beach, uh, yeah. work on something like get on the computer and, you know, work on a project or hell, right. you know, like, like legit call Reggie, call Mike, just, talk to them, talk to, talk to somebody who's people who are doing things. Mm. So that way, you know, you don't lose, like, you don't feel like you're losing sight of yourself. So, you know, those random times I hit you up and say like, what's up dog? It's more like respond to me so that, you know, I don't feel like I'm wasting my life. Help me. It was, it was one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So good. So good. I feel very similar like i told you when i finally got a ps4 and like oh my gosh been like forever like i love games and like again that fear of like oh like i don't want to freaking like have the life i don't want to have because i'm enjoying (laughs) i'm enjoying Mm -hmm. this moment right now whatever right and it's just like it's so toxic in a way um of course we know about balance you know we know that okay you know to make a living you have to work to but um i'm learning to work well you actually have to balance it with enjoyment you know what i mean and um so I think it's just a it's a freaking super time like for both of us. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. We both got the first game when we went on the East Coast trip. I love that story so uh, much. Yeah, we went to freaking what was the game store? East Coast it trip. Famous. It was the East Coast trip. It was our last day. Like last this was the day. day that we were supposed to get on the plane and go home, and they let us. If you want to tell it, fine. I mean, I can tell. No, it no, no. You tell. Well, well, uh, I, I just I forgot the uh, the store. 
Oh, was it James? It's gone. Like I've been to New York since then. It, it's been gone, but it was yeah. this small. It was legit this small mom and pop game show, game store, right in Times Square. Yeah. Um, but it was the last. Like I think we had explored some museum that day. It was the last day of our trip. Yeah. We were supposed to act like legit explore the museum, and then they gave us like two or three hours before we were all supposed to meet up and then take the bus to get on the plane and fly back. Yeah. Uh, to LA and um it was you me and of course Josh rest yeah yeah Josh, rest in peace man um dang. uh yeah it was you me and Josh and we had we were just they gave us free time so we just decided we were already like kind of near Times Square so we just decided to wander and I don't know how we found out about this place like I think it was just you know us wandering around and we came to the mom and pop game shop yeah and um this was of course this was like what two years removed from when Final Fantasy came out I think it came out in 97 and this is like 1999 and I don't I thank God for back then that we never really got spoilers on how the game went or anything like oh, yeah, that. Like, you know right. how it is now. If you haven't beaten this game God. in like two days, it's all yeah. over the internet. You can't watch anything or read anything. <laughs> but we get nothing. Yeah, we got there. And I think what attracted it, like what got us is that obviously it was 1999. So it was on sale. Yeah, we got ours for cheap. Yeah, you we each got our cheap. respective copies for twenty dollars. Like it's crazy. Like I'm looking at it like I saved money because I don't have to spend fifty dollars on a game. I <laughs> saved thirty dollars. I can go to Sbarro's and get a slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah. And when we got that. I know I liked I. They had a whole bunch of Dragon Ball posters for like five dollars. Oh, yeah, I, I just went nuts. Too. Yeah, just... I still have those posters too. Like I kept all of my Dragon Ball posters and I rolled them up. And one day, one day when I have a house similar to or the house of my dreams, I will, no, I will resurrect the Dragon Ball wall. It will happen. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But uh, yeah, that was that was such an excellent memory. Just the three of us, yeah. you know, like browsing Times Square and we saw so many games and then you know we got this game and I I don't know about you but I think I fired it up because it was like the last week of school wasn't yeah. it we yeah, got back and then we immediately graduated pretty much yeah and then it was just the summer before high school and I remember that was like, it yeah it wasn't yeah I think I fired it up like a week after graduation the summer of seven <laughs> No joke, dude. Like, I didn't go outside. I didn't really. That was one of those times it was like, yeah, I was kind of a slouch and I didn't care. I was, I was in playing Final Fantasy VII and I had no cares in the world. Yeah. I was my favorite game to play. That's what introduced me to JRPGs. Mm-hmm. My favorite right, game. Right, right. And I was just so immersed in the gameplay and the story of it all. It was like nothing I had ever experienced before. Right. And. You know, to see it some, my goodness, 23 years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1997, 23 years later, they, we, we get this remake and it is gorgeous and amazing and more than what I had expected from a remake. Like, <laughs> oh, like chef's kiss. Mwah. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. This, uh, such a special time. I just believe it's a really special time. And it's kind of like, to me, it's like a nod to our childhood and Mm -hmm. letting like, uh, for me, just like letting me know, Hey, it's okay to enjoy this. It's okay to enjoy what you love, the things that inspire you, because that's why you're here right now. Like this game inspired you so much back in the day and moved you on a path of, you know, being a storyteller of building artistic skills and all that kind of stuff. So it's okay. Don't feel bad when you play this game, you know, Um, you know, so I try to tell myself and and just really try to enjoy it and not have the fear of, Oh, am I going to lose, uh, uh, making money somewhere or doing this or doing that or whatever, or, you know, am I going to become a slouch or what, you know, what if somebody saw me playing games, they'd be like, you're a freaking what? Like, you know, just all this like stupid stuff that comes Mm -hmm. to your mind. And I think that it's that that mentality is just part of, I hate to admit it, but it's just part of what happens growing up. It's like, you can't do this. Otherwise, you know, you're not. What was it somebody said to me when I, when I, I told them I was doing something somewhere, I was taking some time off. I was in the middle of work and they asked me what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and I, we had a conversation. It was like, well, I just picked this up and I'm going to, you know, kill some time by like playing it to wind him down. And I remember they literally told me you're bullshitting. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to use this to wind down. It's not like I'm, I'm, this is my full-time thing, but there's this mentality. Like if you're not working, you you screw it up. Like you're not doing life right. Like, and it's, it's not healthy. It's detrimental. I mean, I remember, and I know we can't really do it because we were kids back then, but the good old days, I say the good old days, God, I'm showing my age, um, (laughs) where you remember we would just, we were so excited to play Street Fighter Alpha 3 for yeah. three hours oh, on end. And then after that, we would go draw. Yeah. We just like, you would go draw comics and I would just find something really cool and, and work on that. Or I would try drawing my own comics. And it was just this, this surge right. of inspiration and creativity. And it's almost like damn near impossible to get that. Or, or to try and recreate that without feeling some kind of like the shame. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just dumb. It's really just dumb. <laughs> There's no right. other way to say it. Like, yeah, I kind of felt to bring that, that surge back in. That's, that's definitely what's happening right now. <laughs> but like, you, no, no. the thing is, is like, you can't really, you can't recreate that kind of like lightning in a bottle simply because, you know, we were kids, we had, truth is far less responsibilities than we do now so it's not like i mean unless you're a successful i guess streamer or something like that you can't just like play games full time and then you know go pursue you know the things that actually make you happy like for the most of us like working people mm-mm. but you they know don't work like that i come to think who knows like you know streaming playing all time like it can probably become like that job like dang i have to freaking stream this game for five hours like and i wanted to do this or this is new project you know or whatever well that's true it could be it could be similar uh but but yeah i feel that we're doing the best in trying to get that balance basically the balance of enjoying the things the inspirations we like and bringing that back into the work that we do mike said it best and i need to try and like live up to that he's legit I work hard so I can play hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. That that that's really it. Done. Like <laughs> that's really all you can to me, that's all you can really say. So I just try that. And it's not like just work myself into the bone, work myself into the ground. Like, you know, it's about putting your best self forward so you can enjoy the things that you work for. Like yeah. legit enjoy the things that you work for rather than oh, I need this. Otherwise, I'm going to go crazy because I work some job that I hate. And now I'm just slumping over in my couch because I hate right. myself and I hate life. Ah, let me just turn this on and forget things. No, not that kind of, you know, work hard, play hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm going to start closing us out. I got a couple. I'm going to mix this one question. It's going to be like two questions. I don't know. Okay. Wait, am I making sense? Okay. Yeah. This is what I was going to say. One. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, um, what's something that you, a goal or something you really want to do or accomplish? Um, and then after you're done saying that, like, give the people power ups. What's something you would want to say to the people? Um, so... Oh yeah. So one, what's something you, you really want to do? Um, uh, maybe it could be artistic okay. goal. So or... one immediate goal is with this whole storyboarding thing. I have all, and I love Batman. I just want to, one short term goal is to storyboard um, one of the Warner brothers, like direct to DTV, like Batman animated movies. Like mm-hmm. I just want my name on one of those credits as a storyboard artist or a revisionist. I don't, I don't care. That's just, that's always been one of my little, career um goals yeah and then you know build from there of course i have everybody has lofty goals and and, and larger goals but that's just one of them um and let's see other than that one well one goal i have with this whole like that whole year-long thing that i've been telling you about is i've been on a weight loss journey not weight loss kick, not weight loss fat journey, because I finally realized that, you know, it, it is legit the journey and not a sprint. Like, right. so one goal is to continue to lose the weight and hopefully someday within the next year, uh, get below 200 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And what a happy day that will be. Um, Freaking how, let them know how far you, your journey has been so far. Um, so I was a big hefty boy at, I think my heaviest weight, I was probably heavier, but my heaviest recorded weight was 337. That was in June of 2019. Like I was just working and going to school and not really doing much else. And I remember I, one habit that I had started to develop was, uh, doing beach walks. And I would just walk for two hours and I had gotten to a point in the past where I can just comfortably do that walk and I was feeling good, getting a whole bunch of exercise. And I tried that same walk again in June and I could not make it, good Lord, I couldn't make it even a hundred feet without having to sit and take a rest. Like I had just, it, it was bad. Mm-hmm. And it, what normally took me an hour maybe an hour and a half to finish the same walk took me over three and I, yeah, it was bad. Like my, my back was in pain. Like my joints were like legit hurting and all this other, all these other bad things. And I remember I swore as soon as that walk was over, it's like, I'm, 
I'm never doing this again. Like I'm never going to let myself fall this far or get this heavy again. And I don't care what it takes. I don't care how long it takes. I'm, I'm not just going to lose the weight, but I'm, I'm, you know, going to feel good about myself. I'm going to, you know, enjoy myself and really start to look into other physical activity, activity related goals that I want to do. Right. And since then, I was 337. I have lost, I haven't weighed myself in a couple of weeks, but overall, I have lost 70 pounds since then. Freaking G. Yeah. Like, he's lost another person. <laughs> it's like, Pretty dude. much. Like, I was so happy when I could start fitting into my XL shirts again and, you know, <laughs> like pants and shorts that I have. Like, yeah. they, even with a belt, they won't stay on me. I'm like, okay. Because at times, like, you don't see it because, you know, you're in the middle of, like, all this weight loss, right. and you're thinking, I'm not making any progress. Like, God, this is going a lot slower than I think. And then you just start seeing, like, little results add up and pile up. And people, other people start to notice different things about you. So, you know, that's it, it, that's been a real mm. it's been a real highlight in the last years that I've at least been consistent with this. Yeah. And it's paid off. So that's one goal is just to keep it, keep it going and then get under 200 pounds. And then, yeah, we'll take it from there. Freaking G. Okay. Um, Um, And uh, advice to anybody who is listening. And even if you're not going through anything similar to what I'm going through or what Rocco might be going through, you know, Everybody says it and it always sounds cliche, but legit, you know, don't give up on yourself. Just don't. Everything might seem tough and you might not be where you where you want to be in life for whatever reason. Doesn't matter. As long as you're still breathing and you've got, you know, legs to move you forward and, yeah. you know, eyes, ears, and a, and a heart to keep you. Just don't give up on yourself. But... If you've tried something and it's not working, be honest enough with yourself to say, okay, I need to find something else. And don't be afraid to take that risk. Right. Find, find that risk. Find that thing that makes you scared, that just completely terrifies you because you don't know if it'll work or not. Mm. And just go for it. Like, as much of a calculator risk as you can. Don't do something, don't do something crazy. Like, you know, um, whatever. I'll make fun of them. I don't care. Don't go join Amway or something like that or take some kind of risk. Like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. But that, that, that thing that that's eating at you in the back of your mind, like I could try this and it might work. It might not, but I won't know unless I give it a shot go for it like you have nothing you really have nothing to lose as long as you're alive you haven't failed it's not over like don't man don't buy into you know what a society might say like if you haven't made it by this age you're screwing up or you failed like no there are people who are you know i remember i ran into um a comedian who gave up her high-paying lawyer job. She was making high six figures easily per year. Mm. Quit. 
quit on the spot because she wanted to pursue stand-up comedy. I mean, yeah, she's probably saved enough money so she can comfortably do it. But that aside, she was willing to take that risk. She might, she might completely bomb. She might actually end up being, you know, not successful or absolute garbage, but she took the risk and she's learning and she might not be able to do all the things that she was able to do before. But this, that was her, that was her goal, not passion. That was her goal. That was something she wanted to pursue. And more importantly, at times, I know us being artists, we're inspired and we're motivated to do things, but I think I saw this on a shirt, but whatever, I don't care. It, it holds true. Discipline is greater than motivation. Mm. Even when, you, because motivation and inspiration will leave you. And there are days where you don't want to get up and do a thing. Right. And you feel like I am the worst artist in the world or I'm the worst this in the world. Why do I even try? I, you know, missed my goal by a year or years. Like, what the hell am I doing? Discipline. Discipline will get you through far more than motivation ever will. So on those days where you don't want to get out of bed, you don't want to do a damn thing, you don't feel like you want, or your drawings are just absolute trash. You can't, the, the message from your brain to your wrist just isn't communicating well. And you're like, well, what am I doing? Don't stop. Right. Just be disciplined enough. To, I will get through this. This is just this. This is barely a bump in the road. I will get better. And follow through. Just completely follow through. Mm. So don't give up and stay disciplined. Yes. Don't give up and stay disciplined. Uh, D double D. Yeah. <laughs> D double. <laughs> Oh my God. And if you see me in the street, say hello. Yes. Uh, matter of fact, tell them your handles. <laughs> oh God, all my socials. Um, so on the Instagrams, I am, you can catch me or for my art related stuff at Brandonian underscore syndrome. And in the, in the bio is a link to my alternate account where I, it's just my general life stuff. And you can follow me on my fitness journey and random things I might cook or me taking pictures of my cat and me talking trash to my cat. But for the important art related stuff, Brandonian underscore syndrome on the Twitter machine, it would be Brandonian sin. So Brandonian and then just S Y N because for some reason, Twitter won't let me spell out the full name. Oh, well, but don't follow me. I don't need your follows. I don't need your pity <laughs> likes. Leave me <laughs> alone. That's what I'm going to tell you. Leave. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please, please, yeah. please follow me. Say hello. Love me. Yes, follow this guy. Follow my friend. Follow us. And I want to say something, too. We got a surprise for you guys. Uh, me and Brandon, Brandonian, we're going to start our own podcast uh, as well. So, yeah, uh, baby. going to be fun to do. <laughs> Gonna talk about all kind of stuff, but again, uh, it's just gonna be goodness for for you guys, uh, goodness for all of us together, and great conversations. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we plan to start that soon. So you guys keep it's gonna be out. great. I plan to disagree with him often. Yes, and it's challenge be cool him. because we and it's gonna be interesting. Be because like 
there are times where I do disagree with you. And mm-hmm. I know there's times where you disagree with me. So it's going to be really dope to like have that kind of conversation or have those two different divides on a podcast talking about certain things. And that's going to be good for me too, because usually I always try to agree with everybody, but I'm, but since I'm so comfortable with you, I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you could be like, but you know, do your thing. So that's going to be, it's going to be really fun. Uh, so yeah, you guys peep out for that. Uh, Brandon, Dr. B, Dr. Lane, Space 85. Oh, my I'm Lord, man. good God. All, all those trash things. names that I put in the yearbook. We got oh. all the all the tags Dang. from freaking 99 to 2020. Let's go. Um, bro, thanks for being the first person that I get to interview for the Rock With You podcast. Uh really dope again i do want to have you back on because i want us to see you grow i want to see you know what you know we're gonna see you grow you're gonna you're the experiment (laughs) i'll be around coronavirus ain't got me going anywhere you'll be the experiment so thank you for having me i really appreciate it i think the 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 one thing that i I was really grateful for in this interview was I, i guess it's because it's you and you are my oldest your friend and you know me just about as well as anybody is that I can't I can't put on a pretense so it was raw and it was honest I was not really expecting to bring up my hatred of drugs and drug dealers and you know my 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 situation with my parents that was not that was not what I expected at all But, but I'm grateful for it because again the one the one goal I had for this interview above all else was just to truly be open and truly be honest and it regardless of whatever light that paints me in at the very least i can say that i'm proud enough that i just put it all out there and so i thank you for you know allowing me to be able to do that right oh no problem no problem and that's the that's kind of environment i really hope to bring on this podcast and just anybody else that comes on you know i just want us to just be humans talking to each other uh i think it's going to be good for us but also good for the listeners too to be like wait they're human beings they have a life they go through things so it's not just like oh i worked here oh i made a million bucks here this is how you make a million dollars as an artist or whatever you know it's like yo like you know, of course, we want to give you goodies. You know that yeah. we know too. No, but- all the successful money stories will come in a couple of years. Yeah, just hold that, that, that'll happen later. Yeah, yeah, but the heart is one of the biggest, most important things of our life journeys, and it's good to just become stronger people, be vulnerable, uh, grow uncomfortable, and all that kind of stuff. And it's cool that I'm glad that we was open enough to just be real, be raw, and everything like that. So, man. Uh, thanks again. Yeah. Uh, no problem. Uh, one more thing before I go, because otherwise I, I will never hear the end of it. Anthony, Jordan, what is up? I love you assholes. <laughs> That's right. Any more shout outs? Yeah, shout out some, some of your people. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no, it, I really just wanted to say hello to the trend. And of course, you know, I talk to you all the time, but shout out to, you know, the phenomenal. I will always call him the phenomenal because it is true. Michael Blackbeard Wani. Go find that dude's art and, and follow him and tell him Brandon Dunn sent him. But yeah, um, that's that's pretty much it. Everybody who's ever given me the time of day and you know, obviously my family. I love you from the bottom of my heart. And uh, thanks for sticking thanks for sticking with me this entire time. To anybody who's been my friend, thank you very much. I truly appreciate it.
to sign out, guys. Uh, thanks for rocking with us because we're rocking with you. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, thanks again, B. And uh, I'm going to close it out. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace. Catch you guys soon.